the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Broadcast journalism is a very serious profession. Unfortunately, there are times when people take it less than serious. I'm sitting in studio today with a dinosaur, a green dinosaur. It's my Earthwild co-host, Kathy Emmons. Kath, I would say it's nice to see you, but I'm not so sure about it. It's Triceratops. It's not just any miscellaneous dinosaur. Mm-hmm. You can see my the horns that are arrayed. Mm-hmm. As the, this, this one kind of falls down. Right. It's a little disappointing. I'm sorry about okay. that. <laughs> I do apologize. And I will say that the tail that I have is making... Um, the seated being seated here in the studio is slightly uncomfortable. Right. Might want to do the show standing today. Yeah, I, I did think about that. I've never, I don't think I've ever had a tail like this <laughs> yeah. before. I, uh, I did have a dorsal fin, mm-hmm. uh, uh, several years ago. Walter Cronkite never uttered those words. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. It is, I'll be honest with you, wearing the costume as it's currently arrayed, it's difficult to see you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So as the show goes on, then eventually you'll peel that. There you go. I mean, did you buy that? Well, I can't believe you're the second person who asked me that. Well, of course I bought it. Well, I mean, there, you know. there's, there's a good, there's a happy medium, okay. right? Because you can still see the horn. Right. And do you like the, mm. do you like my, uh, mm-hmm. the mantle Very that nice. I have here? You're going to be sweaty. Yeah, it's really hot. Oh, yeah, I'm it's sure super it is. duper hot. Mm-hmm. Great. There we go. So around four fifteen mm. or four forty, you'll pass out. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. no, I feel good about it, yeah. and I want, I want to, I'm, I'm again sad. You oh, you, look, you're giving me a piece of candy. Mm-hmm. Is that to reward me for looking like this mm-hmm. on? Yep. On the internet? It's once a year. You can watch the program at streaming at the Word Pittsburgh if you want to see how crazy this is. Mm-hmm. You've given me probably my favorite candy, and I Excellent. want to say I want to say I appreciate that. It's a York peppermint patty. Happy Halloween to you, Kath. Mm-hmm. It's like you're you standing on the top of a mountain. Is that how they, yes, exactly. mm-hmm. they used to say it? The cool breeze. Mm-hmm. What is it? Icy cool breeze. Anyway. Well, it's not in the freezer. No, Should it's I, not. Is it bad for me to bring up the fact that you've given me a nice gift and I still am dissatisfied? <laughs> it's okay. It's par for the course around here. Okay. Right? Come mm-hmm. on. Let's go. All right. Happy Monday to you. Happy Halloween. You got plans this evening? Uh, yeah, I'm having a big Halloween party tonight. What? Yep. You're having a party. I sure am. I'm not invited. Well, no. Because I'm not, in the, like, I'm not well, dressed. Well, because you, you don't, you poo-poo costumes and yeah. things like that. And so. I'm not even wearing a jersey. Why would I wear a costume? Exactly. Okay. So that's why you're not invited to the party. All right. Very good. Mm-hmm. Is it a costume party? It is. Is I told everybody really? who's coming wear a costume if you dare. Really, mm-hmm. and bobbing for apples and anything will, like that. I put apples out, but that bobbing thing is kind of crazy. What? We did it when we were kids. It's it's so miserable. Yeah, well, it's you know that's a dumb game. No, it was originally a dating game. Oh, did really? you know that? I, did not know I read that. about it this weekend. Really, you're filled with all sorts of. Uh, I know. Facts. <laughs> Aren't you glad you invited yeah, me? I am. Yeah, yeah, heck. 
All right. Uh, happy Halloween to you, for everybody out there. Mm-hmm. If you choose to celebrate or not, that's, yep. uh, that's up mm-hmm. to you, I guess. But uh, we're going to go with that. It's some little Halloween-themed guests as we go on. Also, Reformation Day as well. Yes. That's the day. Happy uh, Reformation sure. Day. Without further ado, though, Kath, because even though you're dressed up in a dinosaur costume, the world does continue to spin. So please, mm-hmm. without further ado, news stories, give us the top four at four. For Monday, October 31st, 2022, number one. Iranian student protesters defied a call to halt demonstrations from one of the country's top military commanders facing down security forces at universities and on the streets in multiple cities today. Major General Hossein Salami, he is the country's top military official, like I mentioned, he said out loud that this was a warning to young protesters. He said, you've been fooled by Iran's foreign adversaries and you are risking your future. Authorities have struggled to quell the unrest that has occurred almost every day since the death September 16th in police custody of a young woman for allegedly violating Iran's strict rules on how women dress in public. Since then, John, 200 have been killed, over 1,000 arrested in the government's response. Um, It's partly a defiant call, I would say, for women's rights. But I think more than that, it's it's morphed into a movement demanding the downfall of the Islamic Republic. Freedom of the people. I mean, it's it's really I think these are these are unquestionably historic times in Iran. They sure are. It's hard to take a guy seriously when his name is General Salami. Yeah. Well, maybe that's not the way he pronounces it. Number two. Dozens of people have died after a cable bridge carrying hundreds of people collapsed into a river in India. Isn't this a sad story? 140 killed after the bridge collapsed yesterday. Several more injured or trapped underneath. The bridge had just been reopened after undergoing renovation four days before. It couldn't bear the weight of the people on it. And this was interesting to me. Today, nine people were arrested as they investigated the incident. So these people apparently are in management for the Oreva group, the bridge's operator. So it'll kind of be interesting to see how that follows up and if they really think that there was, you know, deliberate malfeasance. The bridge was just reopened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Number three, the suspect in the attack on House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul, had a list of people he wanted to target, according to CBS News. Um, He this man who I'm not going to name, uh, who's accused of beating Paul Pelosi with a hammer inside his San Francisco home overnight, has had charges filed against him. Apparently, he was planning to attack more people, according to sources. Um, Nancy Pelosi and her family thanked everyone um, for their outpouring of prayers and warm wishes, she said, from so many in Congress. And it's a comfort to their family, she said, in helping Paul to make progress with his recovery. And number four. A spike in the number of babies suffering from the respiratory illness RSV, increasing the ER wait times at UPMC Children's in Lawrenceville. Um, Dr. Raymond Patetti, director of the ER department, said RSV is beginning to run rampant. We're also seeing more cases of the flu, but the rise has not been as rapid. He said, pick one, RSV, the flu, the common cold, even some COVID cases. It's all going around out there. And that is your top four. At four, and he said that the surge in RSV is the result of immune systems that aren't prepared to fight the virus after more than two years of masking. Oh, look, your husband has RSV. Yeah, this is week. And this is this is starting week three. Week two. Week three, I think. Really, and you think his immune system as a teacher would be stronger than anybody's? Man, he's so sick. Is he really? He's back at work, but he—I mean—the coughing that goes on is so—it's just really—it's bad.
It's bad news. Be careful with RSV. What the heck? Yeah. God bless him. All right. Prayers with everyone who's suffering through the, the latest malady that's out there. All right. Shall we step away? Yeah. Also, the Steelers stink. That's not even a news story. That's, that's, why like I didn't, that's, why, that's why I didn't put it in the top four, Please to be honest do, yeah. with you, but I felt that I needed to say it out loud. You know the Steelers stink when the opposing team wears a Halloween mask 10 minutes into the fourth quarter and they're laughing about it. That's, that's pretty like no depressing. Respect. I had fast-forwarded over the game Did at that you? point, but I heard about it this morning it and that's upsetting. Yeah, it was really a, a super low point. Coming up next, Greg Clugston, live from the White House. SRN News. White House correspondent. We'll be right back. There's a lot of Halloween tomfoolery today. And some serious stuff, too. And I'm going to eat a peppermint patty in today's Ride Home. WORD. I'm Alan Jackson, and I have the privilege of joining you each day to open the Word of God and ask for His input. I'm convinced the challenges we face in today's world are more spiritual than they are political or economic. Exploring God's Word together is refreshing. It equips us for everything that comes our way. Join me, and let's see what God has in store for us today. A fresh look at Scripture, weekday mornings at 930, Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. Hi, this is John Hall. You've all helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today, and I'm trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. On top of the special exclusively from my listeners on the Brickell and Giza Dream bed sheets, marked down as low as $29.98, Mike is now changing the game with his three-piece towel set. The set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent, yet still providing that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with one bath, one hand towel, one washcloth, typically retailing for $49.99. Now, for a limited time, you get this three-piece towel set for the low price of $19.98 with a promo code WORD. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. This is a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954, use the promo code WORD, or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code WORD. These offers will not last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bed sheets. All of us come from somewhere. All of us have origin stories. From executive producer Larry Elder. Divine Providence was clearly operating in the lives of black Americans. And director Justin Malone. When I was growing up, we were never taught that America was bad. We were raised to love America. Comes the continuation of their 2020 hit film, Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom Part 2, An American Odyssey. Available on Salem Now. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy show.
SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugston joins us live from the White House. Hey, Greg, happy Monday to you. Happy Monday, and always good to be talking to you guys. It's uh, one of the highlights for me. So, Greg, we're not on Zoom today for uh, those who are watching on YouTube at the word Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm a little disappointed about it because I was wanting to see the costume you were wearing. Yes. Um, well, you'll have to wait till next year, I guess. I'm sorry about that. Yes. Well, I'm, so unfortunately, you're missing Kathy's costume because she is wearing one. And? It's a dinosaur. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's not just any dinosaur. No, it's, it's my favorite dinosaur. It's like a whole, it's a whole onesie kind of thing. It's, yes. it, it's a big deal. It's, I'm, okay. I'm mm-hmm. Triceratops. Yes. Anyway, let's go to the national news, Greg, because there's a heck of a lot going on. Yeah. So midterms are one week from tomorrow. Thank goodness. I mean, I think we've all like about had our fill of it. Um, but what does this mean for the president? I'm, I'm guessing that he's decided that there are some areas that aren't worth his time because the race is, is shot and then other more competitive places. Sure. Yeah. I mean, bottom line for for President Biden is that he has uh, his policy agenda is really at stake, as is often the case for, you know, sitting presidents when it comes to their first midterm, because this president, even though it's 50 50 in the Senate, he does have a tiebreaker with the vice president uh, and a slim advantage uh, in the House. And so he has had a Democratic control of the Congress. And if that switches in either one or both of the houses, uh, after next week's elections, then the next two years are going to look far different for this president uh, than the last two have, than his first two have. So that's what's at stake. And in terms of where the president has decided to go or will be traveling, uh, yeah, that's that's been a that's been a question that a lot of us have been uh, have, have been asking. Uh, for example, he has traveled to Pennsylvania almost two dozen times wow. since taking office. Uh, he has visited Pennsylvania more than any other state in the country, and he'll do that again this coming weekend too. Uh, on Saturday, uh, one one last big blast before um, before election day next week. Uh, but uh, he he is going to be going to New Mexico, for example, next uh, or later this week, and so he he has some other stops coming up, including tomorrow as well. Fabulous. So as the president travels, Greg, and as you, the radio reporter for Salem Radio News, you'll be on the trip with President Biden as he flies into Florida tomorrow. Tomorrow, Florida, that's right. Uh, So we'll be making stops down in uh, Fort Lauderdale and Miami area. He's going to have, uh, first of all, an event talking about just his policy, sort of an official White House event, but that will be followed by a fundraising reception for Charlie Crist. He, of course, is the Democratic challenger to Governor Ron DeSantis. And then in the evening, President Biden is going to hold uh, essentially uh, an evening rally uh, on behalf of, of Democratic candidates. He has not done many of these larger scale events um, like Donald Trump is is so accustomed to doing. So he's doing that in Florida, which is very interesting. It's in DeSantis Trump country tomorrow. And uh, you're right, I'll be along for the ride on the, on the big plane tomorrow. Okay, so Florida is still in play. You know, he probably has the best uh, read on that, or he, he and his staff. Uh, we know Pennsylvania is in play. Are there places that he was planning on going? Do you know this, Greg, who he's, that he's pulled back on? Well, we don't know for sure because um, he, there were no or like announced and then pulled back or canceled. Um, so we don't know for sure exactly the uh, you know the inner workings of, of okay. their timetable and their scheduling, and and Florida by the way um, isn't not, I mean yes it, it is tight. Um, there have been a lot of Democrats over the last couple of weeks that have been worried though, um, and and Republicans are delighted about um, sort of a shift in, in in direction in the poll numbers uh, for key races in Florida as well. 
But there, there are, you know, basically five key races that could determine control of the U.S. Senate. And Pennsylvania is one of them. And then you also have um, Georgia and Arizona and Nevada and Wisconsin. And uh, we'll have to see if he adds an Arizona stop, for example, mm -hmm. later this week when he goes to New Mexico. They have The White House has not announced that, and we'll have to see if that does get added to his schedule. Greg Clungston is with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, can you give us the inside look? When you travel with the president, is there a lot of standing around waiting for things to happen, or do you fly in last minute, deplane, and you're good to go? Yeah, it's it's often we, when you're traveling uh, on Air Force One as the travel pool member, um, there are you know uh, are eleven of us in that in that pool, or maybe it's thirteen on the travel days. But essentially, we're on the back of the plane. We get off the plane when we land. Uh, we stand under the wing. We you know watch the president get off the plane, uh, whether he comes and talks to us or not. Gets into a vehicle and heads to the event. So we uh, we hit the ground you know running as opposed to uh, reporters, for example, can fly on their own. Uh, networks can send them and news organizations. They could send their reporters tomorrow to Florida ahead of time. They would have to get to the venue a few hours ahead of time, go through security, and do a lot of waiting at that point. So you do have uh, you do have a, a little bit better access, of course, when you're traveling along with the president and his staff. Interesting. So there you are. The press pool is in the back of the, uh, the plane. Kind of like whenever I pull up to a stoplight and I see a school bus, I don't want to get near the back of the bus because that's where all the bad kids are. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the same on the on the Air Force One, pretty much. <laughs> Greg Buxton with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Um, terrible, terrible uh, story about uh, Paul Pelosi and uh, being attacked in their house. Do we know? Do you know any details? How is the White House responding to that? Yeah, obviously, uh, the president put out a statement shortly after um, news of this story broke uh, on Friday. Uh, talking about, you know, denouncing the violence and expressing his concern for, you know, the husband of of the House Speaker and, and, and obviously, you know, praying for the entire family. And just in the last hour or two, a federal affidavit has been filed in court. And so we're getting a little bit more information about what we know about this 42-year-old suspect and what he has told authorities and what authorities have learned about him. And he told police, according to the affidavit, this suspect, that he wanted to hold the speaker hostage and literally break her kneecaps so that she could be rolled into Congress on Capitol Hill um, to show the consequences of what he said were her actions and decisions on behalf of the Democratic Party. So it would seem uh, at the first reading of this affidavit, this federal affidavit, uh, that there was a real political motivation on the part of this assailant, as opposed to it being just sort of a random crime um, incident in San Francisco. Right. Now, clearly, this yeah. is mental illness. Uh, any idea, uh, Greg, uh, about how this would move forward? I mean, it, it's a felony charge. Uh, it's, of course, in the state of California. It, it may be a long time before this sees the light of day in a courthouse. That's very possible. Um, so there were federal charges that were announced. 
but the San Francisco district attorney is also set to announce state criminal charges. And um, I have heard uh, that it's not necessarily uncommon in certain circumstances to have both federal and state charges, um, you know, um, applied to uh, to a suspect, and that's what's going to happen. So I don't I don't know from a legal standpoint, you know, who gets you know whether it's the federal prosecutors get you know the the inside track to go first on this. But you're right, John, in saying that it could it could be some time right. before we learn more. A developing story. There's no doubt about that. Well, okay. So what does that do to the overall tenor of people in Washington? I remember you know when uh, the shooting. Yeah, when I was thinking about. January 6th. I was also thinking about Steve Scalise when he was shot. Um, And it's just such a, it must be a very uh, anxiety producing event to, to know about, to know that it was because of his wife's job. Um, And there's, everyone's going to have security to the highest extreme now it feels. Well, yeah, and there are any number of members who um, have been already requesting that kind of increase in security, um, and, and and maybe more will now be saying that as well. What's what's a little bit different, of course, uh, when you look at, for example, at the Steve Scalise case, member of the House, uh, Republican leadership, uh, when he was shot um, on a baseball field, uh, this is the spouse of a lawmaker. Right. And so this is reaching in. Now, obviously, um, from from the affidavit and from the online uh, rantings of the suspect and things, he was he was looking for the House Speaker. Uh, she was not at the home in San Francisco when he broke in. But at the same time, it is Nancy Pelosi's husband, um, who is not a, you know, a politician and is not a public figure in that sense. And so that's what's, um, I'm sure, very disconcerting for a lot of members of Congress, right. other uh, other political leaders, because they're they're concerned about their own family safety. Right. Now. And of course, the Supreme Court and, you know, violence outside their homes and demonstrations, it, it would be you feel like it's harder to attract the best and the brightest yep. into government service. It is. And to be honest, there, you know, there are limitations, for example, even if you beef up security, um, not every incident, not every um, extremist act can be prevented, even with um, enhanced security measures. Um, that's just a, a reality in life. And uh, it, it, it seems as if it's a really troubling trend that doesn't seem to be slowing down. It does give us... It, it... When I heard about it, Greg, it made me think that all of our vitriol on social media, online, all of the anger, all the partisanship that we've discussed over and over again, this is like the physical outworking of it. And that's scary. It is. And, uh, you know, there have been um, some responses from Republican leaders, for example, political leaders who um, responded with their concern and outrage over um, over this attack um, last Friday and over the weekend as they were questioned about it. But there have been other officials um, and other members of the party and, and and other voices sympathetic with the GOP, for example, that were dismissing that it might have been a politically motivated attack and that it was simply a random act of violence or that you can't make you can't draw this, uh, you know, a, a direct line of connection between what a politician says and how somebody acts. But it does seem as if there um, there, there is this discussion out there um, about 
you know, going after enemies and political enemies and that kind of thing that resonate with certain kinds of individuals. Yeah. And that that's what this case sort of looks like. Yes. We're speaking with Greg Clugston. He is with Salem Radio Network, which is our parent company, SRN News. Greg, uh, let's move forward to uh, the Supreme Court. They are uh, in session today. And it looks as though President Trump um, and his case is back on Supreme Court docket. Right. Uh, this was not heard by justices today, but the former president um, did try to um, uh, get their attention today by filing an emergency appeal. Essentially, he doesn't want his tax returns to go from the Treasury Department to a Democrat-controlled House Ways and Means Committee uh, to uh, have those lawmakers look at his tax returns. And so he is going right to the top at the Supreme Court here in the in Washington. And uh, lower courts have ruled that the committee does have broad authority to, to obtain and review these tax returns. He objects to that. And so we'll have to see if uh, this week we get a response from the justices when it comes to his emergency appeal. So, but from the, I mean, he's had so many opportunities to release these. I, you know, it, I don't know if the fact that he is concerned or he says he's concerned about being, uh, being a, it being a democratic controlled committee is going to really make it. He, he, I mean, he doesn't want to release him no matter who he's releasing him to. No, that's true. He is uh, he has held held off on doing that. Uh, obviously, when he was president, uh, he had the opportunity uh, to do that. But um, always always explained that he was getting audited and 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 would would be glad to reveal them um, following uh, an audit which lasted for for years and years. It's interesting because he did go um, on a separate case on the Mar-a-Lago search legal dispute uh, back in August. He also filed an emergency appeal to the Supreme Court justices, uh, but they they rejected that appeal uh, in that separate case. So we'll have to see how the court acts Mm -hmm. this time. Sounds very scary. It's a trick-or-treat. Speaking of trick-or-treat, Greg, um, what about you and uh, Halloween? Are are your children young enough? Do you still go out and uh, walk the neighborhood? Nope. Our youngest is in the uh, end of his college years at this point, so uh, we're beyond the walking the neighborhood. <laughs> wait, wait. So, so you're saying uh, he or she's not interested in, in you and your wife <laughs> walking around with him? <laughs> we're in the same boat. Our kids reject that flatly <laughs> as much as we, uh, you know, sort of lobby for that Snickers bar. It's hard to believe. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, you know, I said to my wife, I said, this year we got to stop. We can't go around with the pillowcase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. You have to do that. Okay. Second, you're playing so... a reporter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, your personal feelings, though, I don't mean as a as a parent. I mean, if you were picking like your top Halloween candies and your bottom Halloween candies, what do you got? Oh, yeah. What would you say? Yeah, bottom. I'll start with the bottom Halloween candy. I remember those little bit of honeys. They were kind of like a little hard, kind Terrible. of mini pitty roll kind of thing. I like I like honey. I just didn't like the bit, bit of, of honey, honey candy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. it's bad. Um, yeah. Wasn't really and that might date me. I don't even know how popular or widespread that is at this point. But anyway, that was that was not a favorite. Um, I've always been a fan of Three Musketeers. Mm. I mean, Have I love you. Yeah, I love Snickers and Milky Way and all those. But Three Musketeers is my favorite. Mm. Is that right? Now, do you know that it was misnamed? How so? Well, Three Musketeers, Snickers, and Milky Way 
all were named, but then when they made the wrappers and put them on the first candy bars, they put them on the wrong ones. Oh. So what you love is the Three Musketeers was supposed to be a Milky Way because what? that was the, there were three things. You know, there was the nougat, the caramel, and chocolate. the chocolate. Mm-hmm. Right. So the Three Musketeers was supposed to be the Milky Way mm-hmm. because it was that right. Yeah, it was just light and fluffy. Hey, I love that trivia. That's excellent. Yeah, it's funny the things you learn from a woman dressed up in a dinosaur outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for stopping by. Listen, we know we're going to miss you next week. You're going to be busy. You're going to be anchoring the SRN News election coverage. So uh, best of luck to you. Yeah, break a leg. All right. Talk to you after the after the midterm. Sounds good. Great plugs. I love Uncle Ryan, the news. We need a watchdog. A panic room. Because mortgage rates have gotten higher? But the news, Uncle Ryan. It's like the British are coming. Or worse. A birthday catastrophe. I'm sorry. Can't say that word. Catastrophe. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And yes, we're going heavy on the jokes to make a point. Mortgage rates are up. And no, it's not optimal for anyone. But there is another reality. Life does go on. Maybe you're ready for your first home, your dream home, or maybe it's time to downsize. Life goes on. Rates have been higher in the past, and good people still need new homes. The point we want to make is... If you buy a new home this year, and you don't use our direct lender advantage, which can often save you monthly and lifelong money, along with us paying $1,000 of your closing costs, you'd be crazier than a watchdog in a panic room. See what we did there? We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing for 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Hi, this is John Hall. You've all helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today. And I'm trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. On top of the special exclusively from my listeners on the Percal and Giza Dream bedsheets marked down as low as $29.98, Mike is now changing the game with his three-piece towel set. The set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent, yet still providing that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with one bath, one hand towel, one washcloth, typically retailing for $49.99. Now, for a limited time, you get this three-piece towel set for the low price of $19.98 with a promo code WORD. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. This is a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954, use the promo code WORD, or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code WORD. These offers will not last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bed sheets. Meet Brad. Brad's hard at work, or at least his website is. Ever since he added live chat with Salem Surround, Brad's customers are getting their questions answered 24-7. Website purchases have gone up 35%, and they're over three times more likely to buy from him again. No bots, just real people helping real people. Live chat, one of the easiest, most affordable ways Salem Surround can increase your business while you do other things, or nothing at all. Ask us how at surroundpittsburgh.com. Do you need new blinds or shades? Blindster.com offers custom-made blinds, shades, and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Blindster blinds are easy to install and guaranteed to fit. Don't overpay for new blinds. Shop today and save big. Blindster.com. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.
Mostly cloudy and mild tonight with a passing shower, a damp evening for trick-or-treating. We'll see a low of 54, a shower in places tomorrow, otherwise cloudy skies in the morning, then times of sun and clouds for the afternoon will reach a high tomorrow of 63. Patchy clouds tomorrow night with a low of 48. Intervals of clouds and sunshine for Wednesday will reach a high Wednesday of 65. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. the story about Betsy Ross. Mm-hmm. Betsy Ross was buried three times. Oh, wait, Betsy Ross, the maker of the flag? The supposed maker of the flag. But so, she wasn't actually the maker of the flag? Well, I'm reading an article here from the Associated Press. On October 16th, a group of women with ancestral ties to colonial America placed a marker in the southwest Philadelphia cemetery at the, um, at the second of Elizabeth Grissom's Claypool's three graves. That's Wait, most, that's, oh, that's Betsy's name? Elizabeth Grimson Claypole's Three Graves. They did not. They did this knowing that the woman, also known as Betsy Ross, is not there. In her busy, in her busy afterlife, <laughs> Ross, who may or may not have sewn the first official American flag, was buried at age 84 in 1836. She was disinterred 20 years later. Oh, because she her, was suspected of a crime? No, her Quaker cemetery was shuttered to make way for the growth of the city of Philadelphia. She was then moved to the Southwest Philadelphia Mount Moriah Cemetery. Then she was reburied without a grave marker, through a cemetery, though a cemetery monument was eventually installed in 1923. In 1975, in anticipation of the bicentennial, she was disinterred once more with her descendants' permission, not her permission, finally buried in the courtyard of the Betsy Ross House in the Old City under magnolia trees. How about that? That seems like a lot of... <laughs> A lot of activity post-death. Yes, we are correcting history again, said Buckingham Township resident Marion Lane, who is president of the Betsy Ross organization. Uh, Not surprisingly, as the years went by, it became harder and harder to identify Betsy Ross's remains, (laughs) which had been buried with her third husband, John Claypool. As to what's inside Ross's third coffin at the Betsy Ross house, there are several conjectures. Um... Both Lane and Ken Smith, who's president uh, of the Friends of Mount Moriah Cemetery, said in 1975 that all was dug up was a collarbone and a boot of Betsy Ross. Um, and how did they know that it was the collarbone and the boot of Betsy Ross? They're not sure. See, that's the whole thing. See, here, There's nothing much about her that we're sure about. <laughs> yeah. Well, she was buried before people were t- keeping accurate records. Right. And we got the whole flag controversy, mm-hmm. which I didn't know was one. Yeah. Apparently, this is a thing for famous Americans, you know, around that, you know, 1776-ish, because burial societies or centennial societies, bicentennial societies, would pick people up because of, what, urban sprawl? Sure. And move people to a permanent home. There's some really weird stories. Um, uh, Here's a story about... uh, who is this guy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Where are you reading this from? Uh, I'm by sorry. The way? This is from the Associated Press. In, uh, it was uh, today's online. There's a revolutionary uh, hero, uh, uh, General Mad Anthony Wayne of uh, Chester County. He died of gout and was buried in 1796. Now that story goes that um, his family wanted his remains relocated. So 12, year la- 12 years later, the coffin was dug up, only to reveal that his body was nearly intact. It was too hard to transport it that way. I'm not quite sure why. So the corpse 
was boiled down, and the bones were taken to a family plot in Delaware County. Then the flesh was poured into the original grave. What are you even? I'm telling you, this is saying. This is what people were, you know, dealing with. What Uh year did that happen? Oh yeah, thank you. (laughs) Uh, that was a uh, 1796. Yeah. Okay. So I'm hoping. I mean, mm. for goodness' sake, mm-hmm. they should have known better. I guess. I mean, in my dinosaur costume, I'm outraged. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you're missing it, if you're not streaming online, of course, we're, which we are streaming, uh, there's Kath wearing her. Uh, it's this every is a triceratops. year. Triceratops. So you went out and paid good money for this. Of course, John. Online. Our boss asked me if I sewed it. Really? Like I would like be Betsy Ross. like first off, like I would be able to, pardon me, sew anything. Mm-hmm. Certainly not this. Yeah, when you die, we'll put you in that. Good. Okay. That's fine. We'll just drag you. You know what? For... I'm going to be with Jesus. It doesn't really matter what Probably my remains really are doesn't. wearing. Right Though this might that. be a, a friendly option. I think I might like it. <laughs> Coming up next is not just Halloween. It is also Reformation Day. Dr. Carl Truman will be with us, and he'll talk about the importance of that Reformation. We'll talk about it next. Right on. 101.5 WORD. Old Testament feasts like Passover and the Day of Atonement and the Feast of Tabernacles had special meaning for Jewish people in their immediate historical context, but they were also prophetic shadows of Jesus and meaningful for today's believers. Now, you can download the free booklet by Rabbi Schneider of Discovering the Jewish Jesus entitled God's Seven Holy Days, a comprehensive guide to understanding the fall holy days and how Jesus fulfills them. Download your free copy today at wordfm.com. You know, if you feel like you're stuck with a health care plan that isn't affordable or you simply just don't like how it works, well, right now, during open enrollment is a perfect time to switch to MediShare. The typical family saves $500 a month when they join MediShare. And what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to the industry. That's double. And MediShare is the most trusted name in healthcare sharing. It's been around for 30 years. It's shared more than $4 billion in healthcare bills. And here's why now is the perfect time to make the switch. If you join MediShare Complete by January 1st, they will waive your new member fees and you'll save an additional 10% off your first year. That's right. No fee to join, 10% off every month for all of next year. But again, it's a limited time offer. So, yeah, you're not stuck. You've got a great option. Call now, 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a sponsor of passive, affordable, single, and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817-912-912. One five six nine. The following is an editorial from Sado Media Group, the owner of this radio station. Hi, this is General Manager Brad Marshall. We're approaching an incredibly important midterm election on Tuesday, November 8th. 
If you reside in Pennsylvania's 17th Congressional District, will you join me in supporting Jeremy Schaefer for Congress? Jeremy recognizes that the country is headed in the wrong direction. The country and our Congress needs a course correction, and Jeremy Schaefer can be part of it. Make your plans today and join me in supporting Jeremy Schaefer for Congress. Well, of course, it's October 31st. For most people, they go, oh, happy Halloween, right? Sure. It's also a very important day in the Christian worldview. Is it not? Yeah, it's Reformation Day. Reformation. Um, That's the day that we uh, celebrate the tenets of the Reformation, the Reformers. Uh, and the Holy Spirit, who I believe brought it all to pass. And so to talk about that, we couldn't think of a better person than our friend, Dr. Carl Truman. From Grove City College, Dr. Carl Truman is with us from the Department of Biblical and Religious Studies. He teaches courses on the history of religious thought. His newest book is called Strange New World, How Thinkers and Activists Redefined Identity and Sparked the Sexual Revolution. Carl, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back on. It's great to be here. Carl, for people listening to the program who think, well, I've heard of the Reformation. I probably maybe learned about it in, you know, history in, you know, ninth grade, um, but couldn't really explain what it is. Uh, Give us your thumbnail sketch. Yeah, the Reformation is a term that we use for a a variety of movements uh, within the 16th and then on into the 17th century that really fundamentally transform uh, Europe. There's a strong religious dimension to this, but... It's not simply a religious movement, it's also a social and economic and a cultural movement. What we celebrate on October 31st, of course, is uh, the action of the uh, German monk Martin Luther calling for a debate on what was the medieval practice of the sale of indulgences, a a medieval Catholic penitential practice. And in calling for that debate, he, he inadvertently, in many ways, triggered a sort of popular uprising and rebellion against the church and that really set the whole ball rolling on the the theological angle of the reformation interesting so can you talk to us about the penitential practice i mean it sounds like money was changing hands so that way you could like you know get out of jail free your sins were have been absolved yeah, well, if, if anyone's listening is a Protestant, typically Protestants believe there are two places to go to after death, uh, heaven and hell. If you're a Catholic, then you believe in there are three places, heaven, hell, and, and purgatory. And this intermediate place, purgatory, is where most Christians go straight away when they die to be, you put it rather crudely, to be cleaned up and made fit for heaven. And what the medieval Catholic Church was doing was saying to people who are still alive that if they gave the church a certain amount of money, they could buy these things called indulgences. And indulgences are a piece of paper which uh, guaranteed you or a loved one a certain number of days off purgatory. So you could buy an indulgence, say, if you're your dead grandmother. And the idea was granny is stewing in purgatory at this point in time, but if you buy one of our certificates, we can shorten granny's sentence and get a into heaven somewhat more quickly. And Luther was very disturbed that this was cheapening God's grace. It was making God's grace something that could be bought by money rather than uh, something that involved or demanded a a change of heart, a a repentance, a turning from sin and a turning towards uh, God in Christ. I mean, yeah, but Carl, to hear that, you know, I guess from our perspective in the 21st century, it just kind of feels like corruption. It's as, just a grift. It is a grift as though who were the people that, you know, had the power to transcend space and time to sort of spring grandma out of uh, purgatory soon? Well, this was a power claim by the papacy, of course. 
in some ways it's not dissimilar from some of the TV evangelists you have today. We're all familiar with them. Mm. You know, you, yeah. you donate to my ministry, we'll pray for you, and we can bring miracles into, into your life. So we're familiar with the dynamic. Uh, it just had a particular medieval feel, of course, in the Middle Ages. And, and the, the church really claimed that uh, when Christ gave uh, the keys of, uh, of heaven and hell to, to the apostle Peter, uh, then those keys were held by Peter's institutional successor, i.e. the Bishop of Rome, the Pope, mm. uh, in perpetuity. And the Pope did have the power to release people from purgatory and uh, into heaven if he so chose. That's fantastic. It's a lot of power. Right. Okay. So so that wouldn't um so the whole idea of indulgences is for people listening who aren't familiar with the Bible, you know, don't spend time in church or whatever. Um is that a biblical uh theory, Carl? I would say not. No, I, I don't think it has any pre- uh, precedent in in the Bible at all. It's part of a sort of independent tradition that the church developed. But if you read the Bible, you won't find the practice of uh, indulgences there at all. What you will find, I think, is the idea that those who are truly repentant uh, may do certain things as as an outward sign of that repentance. Uh, For example, when a corrupt... uh, uh, when, when Zacchaeus is converted in the New Testament, he promises to give back the money that he's uh, swindled out of people as a tax inspector. And what he's doing there is he's giving the money back because he's already been forgiven. And it's a sign of the power of the forgiveness uh, that he's received that he responds by giving the money back. What he doesn't say to Jesus is, look, if I give the money I've swindled out of people back, will you forgive me? In other words, medieval Christianity, I think, really got the order the wrong way around first comes the forgiveness and then come the the good works mm-hmm. that flow from that as a response of gratitude yes okay so then the act of martin luther walking up a church steps and hanging up nailing a piece of paper to uh, the church door we look at that now and of course if you know church history at all i'm sort of downplaying obviously but it, it was it as cataclysmic as we like to think it is today Absolutely not. It was actually, it's been highly romanticized. All Luther was actually doing was calling for a debate on the issue. He wasn't doing anything really much more controversial than me sticking up a notice on a notice board at Grove City College calling for uh, a debate on politics or, or some particular aspect of current society. Luther was not doing anything outside of the bounds. He certainly wasn't attempting to drive a stake through the heart of the church. What's remarkable is that this call for debate. And if you read the 95 Theses, they're really pretty boring. You've you've got to know quite a bit of medieval theology to understand what he's getting at. What's remarkable is this fairly nondescript action involving a fairly boring document Mm. becomes the trigger for the Reformation. This document becomes a kind of bestseller. Mm -hmm. And the time is just right for a whole a number of different constituencies who are disgruntled with the church to see this as a point they can rally around and and rise up in protest against what they see as church corruption. Dr. Carl Truman is with us. Dr. Truman is the author of the new book, Strange New World, How Thinkers and Activists Redefined Identity and Sparked the Sexual Revolution. Um, I want to ask something in relation to a statement you made at the start of our conversation, which is that the Reformation wasn't simply a theological movement, but it was also a social movement and a cultural movement and an economic movement. Uh, Talk about how the theology of that, uh, of those 
you know, the, those theological discussions and debates that were going on influenced those other realms? Yes, well, the first and obvious point is the printing press. In some ways, it's the printing press that influences the theology. If Luther had not been able to get his material mm-hmm. printed and distributed widely, he could never have been head of a, of a popular movement. So, and the printing press is changing everything. Uh, in medieval Europe, power is very much located in land. When the printing press comes along, power starts to shift towards those who can read. It starts to shift as well towards those who trade. It becomes not so much those who own land as those who produce, transport, and sell goods. And that begins to to reconfigure the sort of structures of power in Europe. We might put the, the religious implication this way. We could say, you know, the papacy can get away with the sort of control it's had in Europe up until the 16th century uh, because there wasn't a printing press, because there wasn't an extensive economy built upon trade. Everything was pretty static. And the papacy was therefore able to, to carry on regardless to a large extent. Once you start to get trade, once you have the printing press, once power starts to shift towards the merchants and away from the landowners, everything starts to change. And and the church that has really built its power on a medieval model uh, was bound to to collide or to come into some kind of crisis at some point. It's just that Luther provides the, the immediate context and in some ways the language, the vocabulary of protest that people are able able to use. That's fabulous. The language, the vocabulary. It's amazing that oftentimes in history, you think inconsequential things spark revolutions Mm -hmm. and change the world. Clearly that did. So Carl, um, with just a few seconds left, are you doing anything? Do you do anything to celebrate Reformation Day? No, I don't particularly celebrate Reformation. I believe my granddaughter is out trick-or-treating. That's not very reformation <laughs> I'm afraid. Yes, no. But, uh, well, I'm I wearing a dinosaur a costume, Carl, so... Yes. <laughs> I gave a lecture last night at a Baptist church in Philadelphia, but that is the, the extent of my celebration. Very good. Well, you're here with us, so we That's, celebrate with uh, you. Thank always. you. Always. That's Dr. Carl Truman. Uh, he's the author of the new book, Strange New World, How Thinkers and Activists Redefined Identity and Sparked the Sexual Revolution. You can also check out The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self. Thank you, Carl. Thanks, Carl. Thanks for having me on. Dan owed an unbelievable amount of money to the IRS. I got behind on my taxes. It's a horrible feeling. He was in denial. And when I get those letters from the IRS, you wanted to act like they didn't exist. Finally, Dan turned to Optima Tax Relief, the leading tax resolution firm. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, they've resolved over $1 billion for their clients. Optima got me a settlement with the IRS. These people are really people-friendly. It was every bit of a new lease on life for me. The fast action and the great results made Dan's head spin. I felt like I was in a dream, but it's real, and I have paperwork to prove it. They got the job done, and life is good. For tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. If you're worried about what's going to happen with the IRS, stop worrying. Make the call now. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. The following is an editorial from Salem Media Group, the owner of this radio station. Hi, this is Brad Marshall, General Manager of 101.5 Word FM here in Pittsburgh, with a quick word about Dr. Oz and his effort to become the next senator from Pennsylvania. 
Each election cycle provides voters with an opportunity to weigh in on the direction of the things in our nation. I'm concerned we're headed in the wrong direction. American families are struggling under decades-high inflation. Fuel prices at record highs, crime is surging, and we have a crisis at our southern border. We need some accountability in Washington, D.C., and that's part of what Dr. Oz can bring if he's successful. His opponent, John Fetterman, is among the most radical nominees on the ballot in any state this election cycle. Dr. Oz can be part of a new Senate while he votes for a stronger America, a renewal of law and order, and a secure border. I'm supporting Dr. Oz for Senate. Would you join me in doing so as well? Make your plans today and be prepared to vote. Thank you. You've already heard a lot about the exceptional retirement lifestyles available at St. Barnabas. Here's what you might not know. St. Barnabas is a Christian organization that dates back to 1900. That's when Episcopal monks started the tradition of taking care of those who had no ability to do it themselves. Sure, the campus may have changed a bit over the years, but the mindset is still the same. Think about it. Luxury retirement with like-minded people. Now that's an easy decision. Call St. Barnabas, 724-443-0700. It's pro time because at Lowe's, it's Provember. Save big with inventory you can count on, like Flex products or DeWalt power tools starting at just $99. Plus, Lowe's MVPs members earn up to three times bonus points per dollar on select items. Save all Provember long. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. MVPs Pro Rewards Program. Terms and restrictions apply. See Lowe's.com slash L slash Pro Loyalty Terms. Subject to change. Prices valid from 10 17 22 to 2 3 23 or until supplies last. One lucky lotto player could be in for a very, very big treat on this Halloween as the Powerball jackpot grows to $1 billion with the next drawing being this evening. That's scary. That can't be good for anybody, right? Certainly can't be good for anybody. So I decided to um, take a different approach to it, and I found an article that made me laugh out loud. But this is math for all of you people who love it. 17 things more likely to happen to you than winning the lottery. (laughs) Probably a lot of things. Okay, so this is all based on the averages, right? Um, The odds of hitting the jackpot is one in 300 million, okay? Okay, so someone described this one time. It's like you're flying an airplane over the United States Mm -hmm. and you throw a ping pong ball out. Oh, there you go. Okay. That's the odds. Okay, well, here... Would you like to hear these things that are more likely to yeah, happen please. to you than winning tonight? Uh, being hit by a meteorite. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, becoming a billionaire. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Being killed by hornets, wasps, or bees. Oh, really? Really? The National Safety Council estimates the odds of dying by uh, hornet, one in 54,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah. I've been stung by a hornet's nest. Mm-hmm. You're going to... Oh, you have you? Oh, and you yeah. survived. I did. Okay. That was painful. Okay, wait to hear this one. Being canonized. <laughs> what are the odds for that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they give odds that's 20 to million can- to one. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so it, it's actually, there's a chance that we'd have St. John Hall before John would become a billionaire <laughs> I don't in tonight's know that. It might be lottery. One in a billion. Uh, getting your tax return audited. Oh, really? Yeah. You're more likely to be audited than yep. to have go. Yes, that is exactly that right. Sense, yeah. yeah. Uh, becoming president of the United States. Mm, what are the odds of that? One in 32.6 million. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
um, being wrongfully convicted of a crime. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that happens. Yeah, that's 0.027%, according to the New York Times. 0.027%. Uh, becoming a movie star. Mm-hmm. What are the odds of that? Well, John, you were closer yeah, no, than yeah. the rest of the, us. The odds were not uh, in my favor. Uh, no. So, uh, uh you're better off buying a ticket to Los Angeles than spending the national average of just over $200 on lottery tickets a year. Yeah. That is the that is the average. 200 bucks per year on lottery tickets. Okay. Every for every person? Yes. An hourly pay for actors was $32.89. Mm-hmm. Okay. Having your identity stolen more likely John, than, than you winning the Powerball yeah, tonight. Sure, of course. Yeah. That's happened. Um, according to a 2018 report, 6.64% of consumers are victims of identity 6. fraud. 6.6. Has it happened to you? Uh, it has not. How uh, many times, like, you know, you're part of a group, like UPMC was hacked. You know, everybody's... Sure. So then you Sony get, like... Sony was hacked. Right. You right. get free fraud protection for a year. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then after that, you're on your own. Yeah. So mm. do what you can. You're right. Figure it out. Being killed by a shark. Mm, I don't want to do that. No, of course not. Um, dying from shark attack is rare, but your chances of winning the lottery are even rarer. Uh, it's one in 3.7 million to die from shark attack. Uh, becoming an astronaut. Oh, mm-hmm. we had an astronaut here. not too- We Yeah, and the chances of that right. are greater than you winning mm-hmm. the lottery. Yeah. Uh, scoring a hole-in-one Oh, on the golf course. That happens often. Yeah. Uh, does it really happen that often? Yeah. The odds of sinking a hole-in-one are 2,500 to Same. one. Yeah, that's pretty good. As odd. a professional golfer, it's 12,500 to mm, one as an amateur golfer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, going to the emergency room with a pogo stick-related injury. Oh, my gosh. What are the odds of that? One in 115,000. <laughs> and last but not least, winning yeah. an Olympic gold medal. Mm. John, you have a one in 662,000 chance of taking home Olympic gold. All right. Save your cash and spend it on a pogo stick, I guess. WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Former President Trump going to the Supreme Court again, this time to try to stop his tax returns from being handed to a congressional committee. In an emergency appeal filed today, Mr. Trump wants the court to order at least a temporary hold on the Treasury Department turning over his returns to the Democratic-controlled House Ways and Means Committee. America getting ready to vote in midterm elections. Neil Kelly, chairman of the Bipartisan Committee for Safe and Secure Elections, says voting has certainly changed in America. This idea that we have shifted to violence is sort of the answer for things that we disagree with um, is certainly something that is fairly new in elections. I would say I kind of experienced it a little bit back in 2018, and then moving into 2020, it just was, you know, amplified like crazy. This is SRN News. Over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. Remember those old-fashioned holidays when the pace was slower and the food all tasted like grandma had been cooking all day just for you? You know what? She probably did. You know what else? At the Spring House in 84, we still cook all day long just for you. So even though your life is filled with running, we can make sure that you still enjoy an old-fashioned holiday. Call the Spring House now to order fresh turkeys. Not frozen, mind you, fresh. The only kind Grandma used. 
the aroma of a turkey roasting in your oven will fill the house with promises of what's to come. Let us prepare side vegetable dishes like Aunt Emma's breaded broccoli, sweet potato pie, or even real mashed potatoes. And don't you forget to order the dinner rolls and, of course, our own homemade pumpkin pies or even apple crumb. They seem to be the favorites this year. Call 228-3339 now and let us help you enjoy a real old-fashioned holiday. Do you have a passion for helping others? Turn it into a rewarding career at LifeSteps. LifeSteps is hiring caring people to make a difference in the lives of individuals with disabilities. Full-time and part-time positions available with opportunities close to home. No degree or experience necessary. LifeSteps offers flexible schedules, paid training, and generous benefits. Make a difference today. Call 724-283-1010 or visit LifeSteps.net. LifeSteps is an equal opportunity employer. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS. Study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. There's no better way to start your day than spending time in God's Word and in prayer. Don't know where to start? We have a free daily prayer podcast created to help you do just that. The Your Daily Prayer podcast delivers a thoughtful, devotional, and timely prayer to you seven days a week. Gain inspiration, faith, and encouragement with daily messages in 10 minutes or less. To start listening now, search Your Daily Prayer on your favorite podcast app or visit lifeaudio.com. As believers, we're to be grateful always in all circumstances. Sometimes, though, we focus too much on what we lack. Well, the book, The Grumbler's Guide to Giving Thanks, is written to help us adjust our perspective. It's full of practical tips for establishing a routine of gratitude. You'll learn how to appreciate God's goodness, even through disappointment. Request your copy at truthforlife.org slash donate. Mostly cloudy and mild tonight with a passing shower. A damp evening for trick-or-treating. We'll see a low of 54. A shower in places tomorrow. Otherwise, cloudy skies in the morning. Then times of sun and clouds for the afternoon. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 63. Patchy clouds tomorrow night with a low of 48. Intervals of clouds and sunshine for Wednesday. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 65. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Portions of the following program have been pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. It's the um, Reformation Day Hollywood version. Hollywood? Hollywood. Halloween version. (laughs) Well, it's kind of like Hollywood because you're all dressed up in a costume in here. Yeah, I don't think this costume would Would make it for Hollywood. No. No. Not even like The Wizard of Oz. There's nothing. For those of you uh, interested in the costume, you can watch the program on uh, the mm-hmm, Word Pittsburgh mm-hmm. on YouTube. I might get thrown off of YouTube for this simply because of its absurdity. Yeah. There's a lot of absurd things on YouTube. I'm not getting thrown off no, for no, that. No, 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 no. I mean, every every Halloween, Kath does this. Mm-hmm. Every every Halloween, you kind of go, okay, uh, I'm going to. I think the, you've tried to encourage me 
early on. Hey, John, you know, and then. You mean cajole? Yeah, yeah. You or mean berate, I t- or talk I reason into you? Where you gonna wear Nothing. a costume? And I'd be like, No, I don't think I'm gonna wear one. So then you tend to show up and tend. I tend to roll my eyes, mm-hmm. and that's where we are today. I'll be honest with you. The uh, I'm Triceratops today, mm-hmm. and I'm wearing it joyfully because it's my favorite dinosaur. When I saw that that was a, a costume option, mm-hmm. I got very, very excited. You buy that online? I sure did. Mm-hmm. Does it come in like sizes? Uh huh. Small, medium, large. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the small Triceratops. Uh, yeah. As you can imagine. <laughs> right. Um, I I mentioned this at the start of the program. The um the tail is a little protrusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. In sitting down to do a radio program. Right. And I do. I am a little upset about the fact that the horn is not quite as it's kind of. It it kind of falls a bit to the side. Yeah. Quality control over yeah, there. Yeah, I feel the, I'm a little sad about just that. Wasn't, uh, but the color is strong. Yeah, I very much like the color. And did the you teeth, drive with that? Do you oh. like the teeth? Did I drive with this? Yeah. Yes. You did. Yeah, it was great. And the tunnels, people were looking. I don't want to get too personal, but you have something on underneath. Yeah, that, I sure right? do. You do. Okay, mm-hmm. Good. All right. Okay. Yeah. Which I mean, is why I'm incredibly hot at this right. point in the studios with all the lights. Because if your car broke down, there you'd be on the side of the road. Yeah. Like wearing the Triceratops costume, which I think is fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, happy Halloween. Thank, right. thank you so much. You got much. plans for this evening? Uh, you're having you a big Halloween out? party tonight. You are? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I made three different soups over the weekend. Really? Uh, I made a cake. I made Man. cornbread. We've Holy got cider. Lord. We've got apples. Excellent. Carved a pumpkin this morning. Hey, I did the trick. Remember we talked about the woman who had become a TikTok sensation the week oh, before last. Underneath. Yes. she's a She is a woman in her early 70s, and she puts kitchen hacks apparently up on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't follow TikTok. But one of the hacks she put up was picked up in a bunch of other locations, and I saw it where she recommended how to carve a pumpkin. I did everything she said to do this morning. Did you use the mixer? I car- yes. Yeah. So first off, instead of opening the top, I flipped it over on, sat down, flipped it over on my lap, and cut out the bottom yeah. instead. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it was way easier. Okay, then I used the hand mixer, like she said. Put the hand mixer Gee. inside the pumpkin. It makes it way really? easier, John. Way easier. The hand mixer is doing all the work for yeah, you. Of course, you're just moving it around. The only thing is that. The opening I had carved too small was a little too small. Well, that's to a lot of space inside. Of, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. But it still did work well. And then she also said that when you're done carving, to put Vaseline on <laughs> the like on the pumpkin opening so it doesn't rot. Really. And then when you're all done, you light your candle, and then all you do is lower the pumpkin onto on it. it. Where do you put the Vaseline? Like at the opening, the eyes, you know, the mouth, oh, whatever. So really, it doesn't really? get brown and oh, gross. that's interesting. It just kind of seals it from the huh, air. Very good. Are you making pumpkin seeds? Yes. Very nice. I took those all out of the pumpkin Dang. and washed them, and I'm all ready. They're all ready for when I get home. So clearly, this is like one of your favorite holidays. It is Isn't exci- Vaseline flammable? Oh, oh, oh. I know. Well, Petroleum-based, I'm sure. Gary, I'm glad you asked about that. I want you to know that I have used a battery-operated candle inside. Oh, oh my God. For safety. Saving the planet. Mm-hmm. I also did sprinkle the inside of the pumpkin with cinnamon, as the woman recommended Holy on TikTok, smokes. to 
waft really? some kind of fallish huh. aroma. I told you, we bought a pumpkin, um, brought it in the house, set it on the dining room table. It, there was kind of like that little mossy thing. Was oh, it? yeah. That's like a, it's like a little, it's yeah. like a fungus that's right. growing. On the My wife was concerned, so she put it out in the, on the backyard on, on the little retaining wall there. And overnight, some animals ate it. <laughs> so are you, are you saying you paid like? 20 bucks for a mm-hmm. pumpkin and yeah. the animals mm-hmm. ate it. Some raccoon. This morning, my <laughs> wife had to remind me it's, it was Halloween. Uh, see? <laughs> I'd forgotten. Meanwhile, I was up ironing my <laughs> yeah, costume right. last Holy night. Holy smokes. Different huh? strokes for different folks. That is commitment. That really is. All it right. is commitment. Very good. Anyway, happy Halloween. Happy and Halloween. Happy Reformation Day. I mean, Day you know, every- this happens every year. We're, we're across the street from an elementary school. And so I, I'm, I'm fortunate to see, of course, from a great distance, they do a little Halloween parade. Sure. And I, I imagine it's like, I don't know, kindergarten through third or fourth I bet grade. It's, it's super cute. It's adorable. Yeah. If we I love did a it. Halloween parade, all of us who work here at Word FM would be the dullest group of people just you've be you. ever seen. It'd be you walking around. I'd be in, you'd all be in your office gear and i'm triceratops generally during the show one of us runs down the hall uh to uh go to the uh restroom the restrooms that's not happening today is it oh no i can still use the restroom in this outfit you take the whole thing off no i i listen i've already tried it john all right okay i don't just go and buy the first thing i find right it's fine I do some investigation That's into an awful it. Lot. Hey, okay, let me change the subject here ever so quickly. Of course, um, uh, some people who, who are involved in the uh, the Twitter sphere, right? I don't know if that's you or not. I mean, Kath just said you don't use TikTok. I tend to use, I look at, Twi- I love Twitter. I think it's very interesting. It's, to me, it's the most um, engaging uh, social uh, platform. I like Instagram. Say? I would say that's probably my Instagram, favorite. is it really? Mm-hmm. I have no connection to that whatsoever. And people are posting photographs and videos there, right? right. Facebook. That was hard times for Facebook, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I think it? so. Yeah, kind of meh. Um, anyway, so Elon Musk uh, last week famously purchased Twitter for forty, $44 billion. Yeah. Now, over the weekend, taking control, and people are saying, you know, the uh, Hollywood elites uh, saying, I'm done. I'm walking away. If Elon Musk is doing this, then that'll be it. Shonda Rhimes says, not hanging around for whatever Elon has planned. Bye. Mm-hmm. Sarah Bareilles says, Welp, it's been fun, Twitter. I'm out. Like what? See you on other platforms, peeps. Tony Braxton says, I'm shocked and appalled at some of the, quote, free speech I've seen on this platform since its acquisition. Now, I don't know. Like, you have to, oh, Tia Leone. I'm coming off Twitter today. Let's see where we are when the dust settles. Can, mm-hmm. I mean, these people who it's like Barbara Streisand who had who said she was going to move to Mexico if G.W. Bush was elected. I mean, first off, nobody's crying a river if you decide to leave Twitter. And the second thing is, I mean, it's very difficult. It's easy on our side to decide and complain about what's wrong with social media. It's a whole different thing to figure out how to make it work well. Right. That is a very, very difficult task. But free speech is something that we are all guaranteed, right? This yeah. is this is one of the rights that has that is given to us as Americans. So tweeting about it in kind of a laissez-faire Please. fashion, it hacks me off. No, it's kind of like so, Steve Martin in The Jerk. I'm leaving, and then he's like, I'm just, I'm just going to take this lamp with me. I'm leaving, and I'll, I'll take this little rug. But very slowly, some, uh, some wit on Twitter said, listen, this is not an airline. You don't have to announce your departure. If you're gone, <laughs> you're gone, so and that's that. That's all it is. That's super funny. Pretty much. That right. is super funny. I don't know. Okay, do you care? Uh, no, I don't care. Okay. Does it affect me? I'll, I'll either do it or not. 
I'll either read it or not. Right. That's all. It's not going to like crush my life one way or another. Right. right? And so you're not making a big stink ever, uh, no, like no. trying to lead a parade. And no uh, one really cares if I'm staying no. or going at and, all. Well, ironically, nobody cares about if these people are staying or going either. All right. We're going to talk next about monsters, monsters of the Bible. Stick around for that conversation. The very Reverend Stephen DeYoung is with us. 101.5 WORD. I won! I won! Yes! And we want you to win, too. So sign up to receive our contests and sweepstakes update. Each Friday, you can see new opportunities to win. We regularly give out prizes from books, music, and merchandise to household items, even vacation trips or car payments. Stay up on all the fun. Subscribe to our contests and sweepstakes update, mailed each Friday. Sign up today at wordfm.com slash subscribe. Hi, this is John Hall. You've all helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today. And I'm trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. On top of the special exclusively from my listeners on the Brickell and Giza Dream bedsheets, marked down as low as $29.98, Mike is now changing the game with his three-piece towel set. The set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent, yet still providing that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with one bath, one hand towel, one washcloth, typically retailing for $49.99. Now, for a limited time, you get this three-piece towel set for the low price of $19.98 with a promo code WORD. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. It's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954, use the promo code WORD, or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code WORD. These offers will not last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bedsheets. Marketing your business is hard. It's so competitive, and getting new customers is as hard as keeping your existing ones. We know it because because we're a local business too. So when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers, we know how to do it. Our digital marketing firm, Salem Surround, is built to create customized solutions to your business, not your competitors, just you. Reach out to us at salemsurround.com and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers. salemsurround.com. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. As believers, we're to be grateful always in all circumstances. Sometimes, though, we focus too much on what we lack. Well, the book, The Grumbler's Guide to Giving Thanks, is written to help us adjust our perspective. It's full of practical tips for establishing a routine of gratitude. You'll learn how to appreciate God's goodness, even through disappointment. Request your copy at truthforlife.org slash donate. Monsters of the Bible. You've come across passages where, have you, where your your eyebrow arches and you go, what the heck is going on there? I think a greater problem is when you don't raise an eyebrow. When you're just reading the Bible with kind of, this happens to me all the time. I've read the Bible for a long time. I am incredibly far from an authority on it. So don't take what I'm saying as any kind of boast. It's actually the opposite. I become 
to the point where where I kind of see everything as metaphor. Do you know what I mean? And I don't often step back and say, wait a minute, what is that? My husband, who came to faith later than me, is so much better than me at reading the Bible because he looks at it and he'll stop and say, can you believe that? (laughs) And I'll say, what? Like, I don't even notice it. I'm just, I'm a poor reader in that regard. So I feel like if I could be a little more literal, perhaps, in how I read it, I could be a lot more surprised by what's going on. All right. Well, this is a good start to the conversation. The very Reverend Dr. Stephen DeYoung is with us. Dr. Reverend DeYoung is the pastor of Archangel Gabriel Orthodox Church in Lafayette, Louisiana, host of the World Council of God podcast from Ancient Faith Radio, author of the Whole Council blog, here today to talk to us about monsters of the Bible, Leviathan, behemoth, demonic horrors, and other assorted beasts. And uh, Stephen, welcome to the show. Hello, sir. It's good to be here. Our pleasure. Thanks for being with us. Listen, uh, this is fascinating. And, you know, so you heard Kath talking about it. She reads about the monsters of the Bible and, and doesn't take kinda, it literal. I gloss over them. Well, in, in a lot of cases, what's happening, and as we talk about a few of these, I think this will really come out, is that uh, the scriptures are very much interacting with sort of the popular beliefs of the peoples in and around Israel at the time, if we're talking about the Old Testament, uh, Judea, if we're talking about the New Testament. And sometimes it's sort of correcting those. Sometimes it's using those beliefs to teach something further. So um, I wouldn't wouldn't say we should take this literally in, in the sense that we try to say, oh, well, this is a monster that exists and it looks just like this and and this sort of thing. Um, But there is more going on than, sort of just a metaphor, right? right? Or, or just an analogy. Okay. So, but the Bible does say, right, that there is some kind of giant sea monster or creature swimming around in the ocean, doesn't it? Right. So, right. So Le- Leviathan is a good example, maybe one of the prime examples uh, of um, a creature that was sort of well-known in the ancient world takes different forms in different nations. So in Egypt, you have Apophis, this sort of chaos serpent. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in Canaanite religion, uh, they had what they saw as a god, Yom, which is identical to the Hebrew word for sea or ocean. Uh, and it had, Yom had a pair of dragons, cool. uh, one of whom was Litanu, which is what the Le- name Leviathan is is derived from. Uh, but this this occurs in uh, Babylonian stories about Tiamat or Tahom, but this sea serpent creature that's sort of a creature of chaos um, and is actually, this is something that I've recently discovered a lot of people don't know, Leviathan is typically depicted as female hmm. uh, in, really? in these ancient stories. Uh, <laughs> Leviathan is a she- <laughs> Um, serpent That's interesting. to be a sea serpent yeah all right all right let me break in for a minute so when i think of yes. leviathan i think of the book of job um right. so uh and in there you know it's kind of in a passage of poetry you, you know what i mean um and so what how how literally do you take that and what and what does leviathan actually mean right so Leviathan has some nicknames 
like the fugitive serpent. The fugitive. Uh, it seems to be derived from a verb in uh, Akkadian, which is the ancient Babylonian language. That means to writhe or to twist. Okay. As a serpent would. Mm. Um, and there's actually a couple of places where Leviathan shows up in Job. Uh, one of them, the one I think you're referring to, is in uh, chapter 40, verse 25 through 41, verse 26, where it's described. And is that where God's there, talking? There, there is a lot of um, crocodile imagery that's brought in, um, and this is because Leviathan, in Egyptian tradition, took on a lot of crocodile imagery and Sobek, the Egyptian god who has a crocodile head, uh, sort of got smushed smushed together. But the other reference in Job, uh, in Job 3, verse 8, mm. refers to those who are skilled in raising up Leviathan. Oh, interesting. Okay. And, what does that mean? that's a reference to sorcery or witchcraft, right? And so there Leviathan is seen as sort of this spiritual being. Right, this sort of demonic spirit of chaos and and that kind of thing. So, um, we shouldn't take it literally in the sense that we're we're going and and saying, well, this is a plesiosaur that survived, you know, from dinosaur times, or <laughs> this is a you know mm -hmm. sort of a little literal biological creature, mm -hmm. um, but. Um, You're talking to somebody who's wearing a Triceratops costume right now. Okay. <laughs> right, right. Good timing. Uh, and and this becomes apparent in some other places, too, because one of the things that was important about Leviathan for the Canaanites is that one of the great deeds that the god Baal was supposed to have done is to have defeated this dragon in battle. And so in the Old Testament scriptures, there are a few places where that idea gets sort of flipped on its head. So in, uh, for example, uh, Psalm 74, Leviathan appears uh, in verses 12 through 17. Uh, in Isaiah 27, 1 through 3, uh, Leviathan appears. And there it's the God of Israel who sort of defeats Leviathan. The Psalm 74 reference is interesting because says he crushes the heads of leviathan and gave leviathan his food to the ethiopians whoa <laughs> to whoa sort of <laughs> okay so wait a minute so leviathan is is like um kind of like the powers of darkness. evil or darkness in some in some place but then in that in that 40th chapter of job it's like an actual sea creature am i right about that well, it's it's sort of using both images, right? So the idea here, like in Psalm 74, is that God takes the powers of chaos and, and evil and not only defeats them, but sort of turns that evil to good for his people. Mm, okay. So these people are being fed from, right, from this. So he turns it into something that gives life. So would the people at that time have known that word? Leviathan? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Got they it. had heard the stories. They'd heard the stories about Baal. And so these these things they would notice, right? And and this is important in terms of how the Old Testament views why God allows these kind of evil powers into the world. Right. 
right? That it's because he can bring good out of even their evil, right? As they afflict someone, you know, who perhaps has sinned, God can bring repentance out of that, right? God can can bring strength for his people out of, you know, what they suffer at the hands of, of the evil in the world. And so this is sort of part of the Old Testament picture of why he allows it. Um, one of the most interesting references to Leviathan actually is in Psalm 104, uh, where in the King James, it's translated as Leviathan, whom thou hast made to sport therein, <laughs> right? Like hmm. to sport in the waters. Yeah. And that word sport is really a word that means play. So unlike Baal, who has to have this sort of deathmatch battle with uh, Leviathan and finally conquer it. Uh, Psalm 104 is saying God created Leviathan and just sort of plays with it like a pet. Mm. <laughs> That's cool. A little dog or a little cat, Come you know, here, who, yeah. he, who he plays with. All right. So people, right, you're raised to say the Bible is the inerrant word of God. This is the truth. Now, Kath is saying, and she reads this sometime, it goes through her or she looks at it as poetry or as just as pure metaphor right metaphor which i'm not recommending so Stephen, what do you think i mean these people were people of the sea there they were on the sea's edge this was something to be feared of what is your belief about leviathan is it a true sea monster um i think it's more than that it's not less than that Mm. but it's more than that tell me um that it's it, it represents so for people living on the sea's edge, not only was the sea dangerous in terms of trying to traverse it, yes. but it's where storms came from. Mm. I'm down here in southern Louisiana, so we know about hurricanes <laughs> sure coming did. in off the off the Gulf, right? Yeah. That that there's sort of this massive, uncontrollable and destructive reality out there that we as humans can't control. And that represents a danger to us. I see. And so the idea that that lies within God's control and even those damaging and destructive things that can come from it are still within God's control, right? So reading it as poetry is not bad, but poetry can be true, Sure. right? Poetry can convey truth in a powerful way. And I think that message is more important than, for example, if God had just come and said, hey, don't worry about sea serpents, they aren't real. Right. right. Yeah. So it's not, not so, yeah. So it's, it's kind of a setting up a false dichotomy to say, okay, well, is, is it real or is it fake? Is that it's, it's trying to convey something very real. What you're saying is it's that and more that I like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not less than that. It's more than that. Mm, that's that's really interesting. Dr. Stephen DeYoung is with us, pastor of Archangel Gabriel Orthodox Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. We need to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about monsters of the Bible. Does, maybe Behemoth comes next. We'll ask him about that next. Stay with us. It's the Halloween edition. The Ride Home. Forty-five years of God's Word. The Word of God is going to show me where to go and where not to go. Truth. If God is not in absolute control of all things, who is? Wisdom. Obey God, leave all the consequences to Him. Watch Dr. Stanley anytime on Local Now throughout your day. 
your trusted source for biblical teaching. In Touch Plus, streaming free on local now. Go to intouch.org slash plus to find out more. Nothing in this world beats real life experience. Now, of course, a lot of us have sent our kids to college. There's a lot of classroom work and theory and whatnot. But then, hopefully, there's a day where the rubber hits the road Mm -hmm. and your kid goes out and spreads wings and becomes part of the real life environment of what it is to earn a living. And prior to that, the internship is what gets you ready, right? That's the time when you're like kind of in the work world, but not fully in the work world, right? And you're kind of trying to test your wings and ask the questions and get some guidance and maybe perform well enough that you could get somebody's attention later on and maybe get a job. Right. Now, at Grove City College, the opportunity for internships exists, mm-hmm. and people cement themselves inside of a, a corporation, and once you graduate, then, I mean, the possibilities are endless. On campus, people come to Grove City and go, we know the nature, the quality mm-hmm. of these students. This is an A+. We're invested in these students because we see what you produce. Count us in as corporate partners. So if that sounds interesting to you or something that might be appealing and a great thing for your child to strive for, consider Grove City College. Look them up online, gcc.edu. That's Grove City College. All of us come from somewhere. All of us have origin stories. From executive producer Larry Elder. Divine Providence was clearly operating in the lives of black Americans. And director Justin Malone. When I was growing up, we were never taught that America was bad. We were raised to love America. Comes the continuation of their 2020 hit film, Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom Part 2, an American odyssey. Available on Salem Now. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. You know that feeling? Like every door is closing and you just can't see a way out? Being unemployed, underemployed, or just out of school can feel like that. But when you find the right tools, suddenly everything just clicks. FindSomethingNew.org offers resources that help develop new skills, skills that can position you for careers in today's growing industries, from healthcare and manufacturing to cybersecurity and alternative energy. Find your path to a new career at FindSomethingNew.org. A message from the Ad Council. Mostly cloudy and mild tonight with a passing shower. A damp evening for trick-or-treating. We'll see a low of 54. A shower in places tomorrow. Otherwise, cloudy skies in the morning. Then times of sun and clouds for the afternoon. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 63. Patchy clouds tomorrow night with a low of 48. Intervals of clouds and sunshine for Wednesday. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 65. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. We are talking monsters of the Bible with the very Reverend Dr. Stephen DeYoung, who's the pastor of Archangel Gabriel Orthodox Church in Lafayette, Louisiana, host of the Whole Council of God podcast from Ancient Faith Radio and author of the Whole Council blog. Let's move on to behemoth, Stephen. Um, Where do we find this word and what does it mean? Right. So uh, behemoth. um, So Leviathan, we mentioned, is, is depicted as female, but in terms of language, gender is masculine in terms of the Hebrew word. Okay. Uh, behemoth is the exact opposite. Uh, behemoth is usually referred to as a he, 
but it, the word behemoth is is feminine. It's a feminine plural in Hebrew, behemoth. Um, and behema means literally often cow, but can generally just mean a beast, like an animal, okay. a beast of the field. Uh, and so the plural uh, here is being used in a way similar to the way the plural is used when referring to God in the Old Testament, where God, even though he's singular, is referred to as Elohim in the plural. Mm -hmm. There is a sort of intensifying plural in Hebrew. And so behemoth or behemoth is a plural meaning sort of this is the, the beast of beasts or this is the great beast. I see. Cool. Right. <laughs> sort of the super beast. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and what's attached to behemoth is a lot of bull symbolism. So mm -hmm. in the same way that Leviathan is sort of this sea serpent that shows up in all these cultures, behemoth is this bull figure that shows up in all these cultures. Baal is often depicted as a bull. You have the bull of heaven in the Epic of Gilgamesh. Uh, there, there is this, this, uh, the Apis bull in Egypt. Uh, and of course this comes in, in the, in the scriptures in uh, the golden calf that's made by the Israelites in the wilderness as an idol, uh, the golden calves at Bethel and Dan that Jeroboam son of Nebat sets up. Uh, so this bull worship is this very common thing. This, this, uh, depiction of a bull as sort of masculine divine power, mm -hmm. right? Is it, that's present um, in these other these other cultures. And so again, the scriptures sort of comment on that and turn that a little. Uh, Job again is one of the most famous references in Job forty verses fifteen through twenty four, which is very close to where Job talks about Leviathan. Leviathan right. And, and there's description of him as sort of this great ox, sort of what's called an aurox, which is a now extinct species of sort of wild bull or ox. Um, and they describe sort of his power and his sort of masculine virility and this sort of thing uh, as this, this image. But again, within Job, this is a thing that God created. This is not divine okay. in and of itself. Mm -hmm. uh, this is not something, something to be worshipped. Mm -hmm. um, and a sort of interesting thing happens in between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Uh, and one place to see this is in, in the book of Enoch or first Enoch, where behemoth and Leviathan are treated as this pair, the sort of masculine and feminine pair. And uh, at the beginning of the creation in the book of Enoch, Leviathan is taken and put into the depths of the sea and uh, behemoth is taken and put into this desert uh, called uh, Dunedain, which is to the east of Eden, which is where Cain goes to build his city. Hmm. And so the, the two are sort of separated. Uh, and in the book of Enoch, there's this idea that someday they might find each other and get back together right at the end. And why this is interesting in terms of the New Testament is uh, what St. John uh, does in the book of Revelation in terms of the beast from the sea and the beast from the earth. Mm -hmm. He's drawing on some of, some of the symbolism there of Leviathan and Behemoth that we find in the Old Testament and in some of this other Jewish literature. 
So Leviathan was often depicted with seven heads. The beast from the sea in Revelation has seven heads. Uh, and uh, the beast from the earth has horns. So some of these ideas sort of come back. Um, St. John is also picking up on something that Ezekiel does. In Ezekiel chapter 39, 17 through 20, where it talks about after sort of the, the final battle against the forces of evil against Gog and Magog, uh, there is this big feast, the sacrificial feast that's set out that includes sort of Leviathan, like the sea monster, and uh, also includes uh, what are described as the bulls, the fat beasts of Bashan. Uh, Bashan being uh, the place where Og, the king who gets, gets killed by uh, the Israelites on their way into the mm-hmm. land uh, in Numbers, uh, is referred to again in Deuteronomy, this this sort of place of evil. And so, again, this is more of that imagery with Leviathan being fed to the Ethiopian people of God takes these demonic powers and makes them, turns them into a sacrifice and a source of life. Stephen, let me people. let me break in for a minute and ask you sure. um, about, so you're making a good point that these texts that um, are given not just to the Hebrew people at the time, but to us now um, were given so that people would, so it's in their language. And I don't just mean their actual language, but I mean like their cultural language. Like they know these, they're conversant with these ideas. And so um, I guess I'm asking you, like for people who are listening to the program, who hear you talking and say, well, wait a minute, is he saying that like the Bible is just like any other book? You know, is it just like the, the, you know, the Babylonians had that story and the Egyptians had this story. So what makes this Bible any different if it's just the same story told in a different way? Right. And and I would say that the story we find in the scriptures is not only changed, but sometimes inverted, ah. right? So that that uh, you're now not to worship Leviathan or worship Behemoth. You're not to worship these spiritual powers, but they're threats. They're, they're sources of evil who God is going to overcome mm-hmm. and turn to good, right? So Baal's not to be worshipped. Baal is a monster, <laughs> right? right? Right. And so... It's it's taking these stories and turning them on their heads in many cases. Right. I mean, the ancient world, I'm sure, was terrifying for the common oh person gosh. as it is. And then to see this in a, in a, a format where, you know, you're either reading that if you were fortunate enough or to hear these stories, it, that must have just totally freaked people out. Yes. Yeah. And, and you can see why. Yeah. In many cases, the pagan worship was trying to sort of appease these gods. <laughs> And keep them away, <laughs> right? And, cool. and, and so many times the inversions of these stories are God saying, you don't need to be afraid of these things. Mm. These things are within my control. Oh, that's fabulous. And if you're faithful to God, you have nothing to fear from them. Wow, really I love cool. it. Stephen, I'm sorry. That's we're we're, out, we're out of time. I wish we had more time to talk about yeah, come this. come back and join yeah, us again, would you please? Let's do it again. Absolutely. Fabulous. That's Dr. Stephen DeYoung. You can check out his podcast called The Whole Council of God. That's from Ancient Faith. He's also author of The Whole Council blog. And I really appreciate him. Very Reverend Dr. Stephen DeYoung. One hundred one point five W O R D. 
You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I'm your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. Trish heard one of our radio ads recently and gave us a yell. Ryan, she said, I keep hearing that mortgage interest rates are annoyingly up, but I'll keep it real. I'm struggling with bills. I haven't taken a vacation in years, and my back patio looks like Godzilla visited. And then I keep hearing how much home values have gone up. Would it be wrong to pull that new cash out of my home to use for this stuff? It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And yes, rates are annoyingly up. And so for some, it could be wrong to do a cash-out refinance. But for others, the recent home value rush is still a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Trish eliminated her credit card debt, turned the backyard into an oasis, and kept some money back for a vacation and rainy days. And her plan is, when these annoying rates settle back down, she'll refinance then to lower the rate. If you're curious what a cash-out refinance would look like for you, we are the United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a number 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Attention investors, this is an important announcement from MarketBeat.com. Are you tired of the ups and downs of the stock market? Are you sick of logging into your brokerage account only to find out that you lost thousands of dollars in a single day? At MarketBeat.com, we know that constantly moving in and out of stocks or buying hot stocks after they've already shot up in value is a recipe for disaster. It's time to stop playing the loser's game and invest in stocks that have stood the test of time. Market Beat.com has prepared a free report titled Seven Stocks to Buy and Hold Forever. Text PROFIT to 68285. The companies in this report might appear to be nothing special at first glance, but financials don't lie. They print billions of dollars of profit each year and show no sign of slowing down. If you would like to receive our free report of Seven Stocks to Buy and Hold Forever, text PROFIT to 68285, and we'll send you this free report right now. Text PROFIT to 68285. Message and data rates apply. Individual results may vary. Consult with your tax or investment professional. Text PROFIT to 68285. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold, the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. Now, we've won the Best of Trust Link Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? The inflatable Halloween decoration. You got your pumpkin... You got your, I don't know what, ghost or whatever, and right, it's, right. you got air blowing into it. We have neighbors across the street who have several. Yep. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I, I don't want one, but I mean, I get why people like it. it it's fun. I mean, we... You sound very fun. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be a party pooper, because it does make sense, because, you know, yay, okay. The neighbor across the street has a scary uh, wiener dog. That's the inflatable? Is the scary mm. wiener dog? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. okay. they have wiener dogs. 
So for them, it makes perfect sense. So I want to be a party pooper. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. That makes no sense come on, at all. Don't be a, John, don't come be a Debbie Downer. The instant it rains, they all collapse. Well, then they're laying there in a pile of sad, inflate, plastic, like post-inflated puddle. They are sad during the day. And it's terrible. And I feel awful when mm. I see it. Them all draped on the lawn in that way. And but they are fun. No, they're fun. I don't think... They're, until that happens, and yeah, that well, seems like they're in that state of laying down. I mean, your pumpkin's deflated. fun until it rottens. You know, it turns rotten. Well, mine's so. not going to because I oh, put right, Vaseline on all those little openings. <laughs> that doesn't though, make any even sense. Even though Gary told me that's uh, that makes no sense. I could incinerate that. I don't care. Uh, that doesn't make sense, Sean. All right, with the same theme. Yeah. Does this make sense? Healthy Halloween treats. <laughs> oh, like <laughs> we had a dear neighbor knock on our door early on the uh, evening one year. We live in a different neighborhood now. She brought over like granola bars and, you know, Splenda or something like that. I was like, thank you. She, I, she's like, I love your boys. and That's sweet that she wanted yeah, to do and that. Yeah, want them to be healthy yeah. and not fill up on sugar. But yeah. you know what? But that, let's be honest, no. that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. It's Halloween. You can't be doing that. No, we How about fart the, up. The, it's, that's in the toothbrush category. Kind of, yeah. Apple. Mm, tracks. No. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, you can't be doing that. Don't be doing that. No. I mean, nobody wants it. Like, everybody wants to have an inflatable. Right. If you can, you know, right? No, nobody wants it. No, I, no. people love no, those inflatables. People, not everybody wants an inflatable. You think mm. you think that, but mm. I, don't, I don't believe that that's the actual case. Right. Does this make sense? Bonus round? Yeah. Calf getting dressed up every year. In a costume. That Does makes, that make sense? You guys, that makes perfect I sense. I don't know if that makes no, a lot of really sense. No, I feel really good about it. And I don't, you know what? The huh. beauty of it is, hmm. I don't care what you say. <laughs> I'm still doing it. I mean, I appreciate their strength there. Thank but to so me, much. it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm. But anyway, happy Halloween. The IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too, even threaten your home or business. Don't take on the IRS alone. If you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. The experts at Optima specialize in a powerful IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have have options. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for your free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. The following is an editorial from Sato Media Group, the owner of this radio station. Hi, this is General Manager Brad Marshall. We're approaching an incredibly important midterm election on Tuesday, November 8th. If you reside in Pennsylvania's 17th Congressional District, will you join me in supporting Jeremy Schaefer for Congress? Jeremy recognizes that the country is headed in the wrong direction. The country and our Congress needs a course correction, and Jeremy Schaefer can be part of it. Make your plans today and join me in supporting Jeremy Schaefer for Congress. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're looking outside of big corporate control. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something worth watching. The new Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. SNC is home to Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Watch anytime on any screen, free 24-7. 
Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. Hi, I'm Kyle. My company is Blindster.com. I started Blindster in 2010 to provide custom blind shades and shutters at affordable prices. Our blinds are easy to install and shipping is free. Don't hire an expensive professional. Do it yourself and save big at Blindster.com. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. Equal opportunity is the cornerstone of the American dream. Being employed gives us the confidence to be financially independent. We feel useful and respected. But what if you were one of the 81% of adults with developmental differences who do not have a paid job? Join the SunTrust Foundation in supporting Autism Speaks, Best Buddies, and Special Olympics in creating pathways to 1 million employment and leadership opportunities for this talented community. Visit DeliveringJobs.org to learn more. All right, here we are. Hey, it's 5.49, 5.50, okay, so 10, 10 minutes. 10 minutes till trick-or-treating begins. Be careful out there. You're driving. Yes. Please be super careful. Yeah, more. Okay. Uh, there are more injuries. Mm. Uh, little pe- babies. Cars to pedestrians tonight more than any other night in the year. You know so everywhere. please be careful. Little kids are super, like, are they? Uh, the energy so, right now. They are, like, ready, ready to explode. <laughs> You know, I remember like you'd open your front door and your kids would run out. Oh my oh gosh. Oh my gosh. It's so much fun. Oh my gosh. They like loved losing it. Losing their so minds. Yeah, much. Fabulous. All right. So um It's time for the annual uh candy debate, is it? Best and worst. Okay. What do you got? Okay, so now is this from when because No, this is now. Okay. I'm not trying to put myself, I'm not trying to speak as my 11-year-old right. self or my 6-year-old self. I'm speaking as a father. When my kids would come in with their pillowcases yeah. yep. and I go, yes. first dibs. Exactly. I got, what do I got? Exactly. Okay, do you want best or worst? I want, I want best. Best. Yeah. Uh, number three. Mm-hmm. This is three, two, one. Number okay. three, mounds. Oh, mounds bar, yeah. That's it. Fun size or well, full size? Full size is full better. Full size, yeah, yeah. But uh, Mounds bars, it, mm, yeah. It's ridiculous to even hope Dark for a full size with coconut. coconut. Mm. The Almond Joy is a pale substitute because it's milk chocolate. Yeah. I like an almond, but the milk chocolate's mm-hmm. not the same. Yeah, yeah. Mounds bar. Number two. Yeah. Good and plenty. Oh, yeah. Mm, that's hard to beat. Bring it. Yeah. Bring it. Very nice. And the good thing about those is that none of my kids ever liked them. Oh, so you, and so I, you it love was, that? It was easy tax to mm-hmm. excise. Number one, peanut M&M's. Classic. Yeah. So mm-hmm. delicious. Yeah, yeah. So munchable. So portable. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. No, no, and some protein. Yeah, there's a little protein in there. I mean, it's kind of stretching <laughs> it's it. basically But there is some food. protein, yeah. Okay, three, two, one. Very yeah, nice. I'm ready from you. Okay, three, two, one from me. Uh-huh. All right. Um, Baby Ruth. Baby Ruth is my honorable mention. Mm. A totally underrated I think candy so. bar. I love a Baby Ruth, yeah. I just had one a couple uh-huh. days ago. Did you? Mm-hmm. A fun size. All right. Hot tamales. No way. Bring it. That's your one of your top Yes, it is. That's I love a two. hot tamale. That's sky high mm, That's on really the candy good. List. No, no, that's really good. Hot tamales. Hot tamales, really? Mm-hmm. Do they get stuck in your teeth? Uh, do you think I care? Okay. Okay. Number one. Sorry I asked. Taffy apple. That cannot be number one. Number one for me. And number one. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Taffy apple. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. 
I can't. You're, Give me that. Your teeth are going to rot care. out between <laughs> it's hot. Halloween. Oh, you're, you're right. I shouldn't have brought what it up. But heck? seriously, between nope. hot tamale and taffy. No, apple? give me that. I like that crunch. It's what about super that, sweet. that hard plastic that's around the taffy apple? You know what I mean? It's like the 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 with the wrapper. The wrapper, but it's like super. <laughs> I'm gonna chew right crispy. through that thing. I don't even care. I can't believe that no, your number good. one is the taffy apple. Mm, yeah, taffy apple, hot tamales, and the baby Ruth. Wow. Bring it to me. Okay, give me your bottom list. Okay, bottom list. Start. Start. Like go down to the very last one. You tell me is the worst. Okay. Uh, peanuts. Who's giving out peanuts? People give bags like of peanuts. Like little planters yeah, bags. Yeah, bags of peanuts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Popcorn ball. <laughs> and not, if it's homemade, it's okay. No. But it never, no one never. ever gives out homemade. Mm, no. It's store-bought. It's made somewhere in, you know, Shanghai. What does that taste like? Despair. <laughs> exactly. No good. The worst Halloween candy, according to John Hall, of all time is the little jug. <laughs> I mean, I know people get excited about the little jug. What is it called? It's just, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, of course. It's like a drink. Right, the hug. The whatever. I'm sorry. I'm to anyone who loves those. To me, I, I go oh. Plus, they're heavy. So, like you know, yeah, it's if like you're walking along. It's five a big thing. of those for one right. little jug. Right. My kids no, are crazy about this. They do Le- crazy about them. Really. So whatever ones you get tonight in your trick-or-treating, Johnny, no, you don't no. want? That's gone. My kids are going to take them. Okay, what's your worst list? Number one. Mm. Number one, no, number three. This is three, yeah. yeah. So I'm going down number to the three. bottom. The yeah. last thing I'm going to tell you is the worst. Okay. Dots on paper. <laughs> yeah, that's just a bad invention. Whose idea was that? I don't that? know. Yeah, but they're still around. We'll put some... I don't know. We'll put some sugar dots on paper. Well, it's kind of like the necklace... Right, the necklace, which, which I is, always used to love. Which is horrible, until people got poisoned. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> Next, wax bottles. Oh, wax bottles. That's like a bonus to me. That I love me a wax bottle. Filled with mystery liquid. That's good That's stuff. That's disgusting. That's the opposite of the little jug. It looks like they have shampoo in them. Mm, no, That's they're good. R- That's wrong. Because they're so cool. It's like kid size little like, oh, look at me. I'm drinking this. This is super Look at cool. me. I'm drinking this unspecified mm. beverage. No, that's wrong. It's very nice. That's terrible. I like it a lot. The worst Halloween candy Number of one. all time. And I am taking into account the popcorn ball, which I had an honorable mention, mm. and the jawbreaker, which is a waste like of time and ends up just like... Mm-mm. Smelling like saliva. <laughs> <laughs> Smelling like saliva—that's rough. The worst candy of all time is the Mary Jane. No, it's not. Yes, it no, that'd be on my no. list. That'd be on my good list. So <laughs> the Mary a... Jane. It, See, it's no. red. No, it it's so good. nasty. It's it, not. And the wrapper's ugly. No, no, Everything I love about it. It's bad. It's like nostalgia for no, me. Nostalgia. I love the Mary Jane. You know wrapper. what's nostalgia? They probably haven't made it since nineteen. 19- 19. See, and we're I, still eating the same ones. My big sister is Mary Jane. Her name is Mary Jane. I'm not saying so I'm that's like, a bad name. I see it and I go, oh, look, there's Mary. Well, see, now hey, you Mary. made me feel bad. Like all of a sudden, Mary Jane's going to listen right. to this and think I don't like her name. Like I, like, a- I like the name very well. The candy, the worst. Really? How do you feel about Holly? Because that's like, your sister. That's my yeah, sister. exactly. Right. You like a Holly, of I course. I do like Holly, but so that's, there. Not a, that's not a Halloween candy. Well, you know, so get still- out of here. <laughs> I want to mention uh, a couple uh, honorable mentions in the happy category. Oh, uh, okay, good. Go. Peppermint Patty. I mean, it's like the runaway. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can't believe it didn't make the top three, but I really loved Mounds. We had one. We yeah. Had, we had a peppermint patty. And at the I start felt like I show. had to mention it. You know what my favorite is? Hmm. Full size. Gigantic. Pe- yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Isn't that good? Because you 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 can be in, in that for a while, and it has to be frozen. Oh, that's like that's like super rich kid stuff. Yeah, like if you're living the like average you know, person doesn't have your zip code is not my zip code. No. You, everyone's handing out full size yeah. peppermint patties. Yeah, like when you come home and you look inside your bag, you spread like thirty of them in there. You think, have I gone to heaven? I mean, that's is this is what's happened to it's me. The best thing. Yeah, very nice. And my other honorable mention, I feel like I need to bring up um, is, and this is on the downside, is the dum dum. What's a dumb? Oh, the sucker. Who wants a sucker? Is that terrible? Wait, wait, no. My wife bought some. Dumb she didn't dumps? buy. No, she bought um, Tootsie Pops. Tootsie Pops. I love Tootsie yeah, Pops. Yeah, but we both. Were, she said the other night, "Hey, you want a Tootsie?" I was like, "Oh yeah, get me a chocolate one." There were none in the bag. Like they're saving money from like the the chocolate ones not in there. So we had a backup, the red one. That's fine. And the orange is delicious, mm-hmm. and the grape is great. Here's the problem with the, one of those. About three seconds into it, I have to bite it. Yeah, you can't wait. No, you can't. No, you, you just can't go, Give wait. me that. You Keep. know what? That's the Tootsie Pop is such. It's a long term candy. That's too much of a commitment. You know what I mean? It's just go. Let's just go for it. But the Dum Dum has nothing. No, you, you have nothing to look forward to. Dum Dum's like a step down from the sucker on a little with a little uh, rope thing around it, like the doctor oh my God. would give you. What the? It's like the pacifier. <laughs> You know, you go to the doctor's office and you go, hey, That's you want a dumb. sucker? And of course, it's sugar-free and it tastes like the bank. Right. And you get some floss with it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, have That's yourself a great so night. Worse. Please be careful out there. Be Hope careful you have a fun driving. time and a bunch of little sweet kids you show up at your doorstep and you laugh and giggle and go, and and life have, is good. And you have a great time with your neighbors. Fabulous. Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.